Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, it didn't take long for this particular claim to fall apart, did it? Now, I realise there are so many horrors that should compete for our attention, our scrutiny, and indeed our fury since 7th of October. But this particular claim itself has potentially genocidal implications, in fact, directly implicating our own governments. I'm referring to Israel's attack on UNRWA, that's the UN agency charged with the welfare of Palestinian refugees, and the main humanitarian agency in Gaza itself, in the midst of what is a grave humanitarian catastrophe. By some weird, total coincidence, it just so happened to be convenient timing, on the same day, the International Criminal Court, that is the UN Court, and indeed the world's highest court, placed Israel on trial for genocide, made it clear there was a plausible case for genocide, and issued a series of legally binding orders on Israel to obey to prevent genocide. On that day, suddenly, there was this expose. That is, according to Israel, several members of UNRWA staff were directly involved in the 7th of October attacks. They then went on to claim a significant portion of UNRWA staff were Hamas or Islamic Jihad members. Now, from the beginning, this was all completely absurd, of course. The claim was that around 0.04% of UNRWA's 30,000 overall workforce were implicated on the 7th of October. Now, if you're going to take action against agencies or services in which 0.04% of staff members are implicated in various crimes, then that means taking action against every single agency or service on the face of the earth. So what happened next? 14 governments, led by the United States and including Britain, suddenly cancelled their funding for UNRWA. Not just UNRWA in Gaza, because UNRWA also works in the West Bank, Jordan, Syria and Lebanon. In total... $440 million worth of funding suddenly gone, strangling this crucial agency. Now, politically speaking, this sudden expose achieved three important things. First of all, it took the ICJ ruling, in which Israel was placed on trial for genocide, off the headlines. Helpful. Secondly, it meant it was now the United Nations in the dock, rather than the United Nations putting Israel in the dock, which is what the actual literal story was about. And third of all, it meant Israel could prosecute its long-standing vendetta against UNRWA with renewed vigour. We'll go on to that. So what's the actual evidence for what Israel had said? Now, it is worth just noting that the US Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, said, and I quote, We haven't had the ability to investigate the allegations ourselves, but they are highly, highly credible. What do you even say to that? What do you even say? That's the same guy who declared that South Africa's case at the ICJ, meticulously evidenced by top lawyers, and then accepted near unanimously as plausible by the highest court on earth, including, it should be said, a very preeminent US judge, was, and I quote, meritless. That's what he said about it. And he said Israel's allegations were highly, highly credible, even though he hadn't, he'd admitted that the US hasn't even seen the evidence. Last remaining superpower there, everyone. That brings me to a report by Channel 4 News. They've seen Israel's dossier. Let's just have a listen. Children in Gaza are hungry, and the fear is that they're about to get hungrier 
Donors to UNRWA, the main UN agency that supports Palestinians, including the UK, withdrew their funding 10 days ago because of allegations in a confidential Israeli document that this program has now seen. The document repeats an allegation the Israel Defense Force has made many times that the Hamas terrorist organization has been methodically and deliberately in placing its terrorist infrastructure in a wide range of UN facilities and assets, but provides no evidence to support its explosive new claim that UNRWA staff were involved in the terror attacks on Israel, just stating, from intelligence information, documents and identity cards seized during the course of the fighting, it is now possible to flag around 190 Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad terrorist operatives who serve as UNRWA employees. More than 10 UNRWA staffers took part in the events of the 7th of October. So there you go. No evidence for the explosive claim. That's what those journalists at Channel 4 News have concluded. Hold on, what about that Wall Street Journal splash which said otherwise? Three days after the UNRWA story broke, the New York-based paper put out a piece, again based on Israeli intelligence, saying that one in ten UNRWA workers had quote-unquote links to Hamas. The report did not specify just what those links were. Carrie Keller-Lynn co-authored that story. It turns out she's an American who volunteered for the Israeli military and is seen here linked to one of the army's spokespersons. After her piece was published, the list of countries pulling their money out of UNRWA grew. We asked the journal about its story and its co-author. It declined to comment. That's an Al Jazeera splash there, co-authored by someone who volunteered the Wall Street Journal piece for the Israeli military. What do you even say at this point? More to the point, the New York Times splashed on this supposed scandal. On the 28th of January, the headline was Details Emerge on UN Workers Accused of Aiding Hamas Raid. They've got serious questions, I would say, journalistically to answer. This all gets worse and worse and worse. Uh, by the way, just first of all, it's worth noting that UNRWA actually send each year a list of their employees to Israel for vetting and have received no objections. What does that say about Israel then? and their intelligence services if they have vetted the employees and found no problems. Now, the Financial Times have a detailed interview with Philippe Lazzarini, the Commissioner General of UNRWA, who Israel is trying to get fired, along with his colleagues. The interview makes clear that UNRWA won't be able to pay the salaries of 30,000 members of its staff, from healthcare workers to teachers, across all those territories are listed where it works. He adds, Israel has not presented evidence of the allegations to UNRWA, adding that the UN agency had been forced to respond to leaks in the media of an Israeli intelligence assessment that at least 12 of its Palestinian employees had taken part in the Hamas raid. Well, that is extraordinary, and I'm afraid to say it does actually leave UNRWA themselves with some pretty unpleasant questions to answer. When these supposed revelations emerged, UNRWA fired nine members of staff. Why? I mean, they fired them without seeing any evidence, as they, they themselves say. Where are the principles of natural justice there? As a bare minimum, you suspend pending investigations. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now, the Financial Times, which like Channel 4 News has seen a dossier, say it provides no evidence for the claims, which it says are based on smartphone intercepts and captured identity cards. What is this? Claims, no evidence, and yet we can see the consequences. Let's go through the real reasons Israel did this, other than, of course, turning the tables in the United Nations after the ICJ placed the states in the dock for alleged genocide. As the Palestinian politician, who I've interviewed, Mustafa Barghouti, put it, the real reason why Netanyahu wants to ban UNRWA is that he wants to eliminate the right of return for the Palestinian refugees and to facilitate the plans of ethnic cleansing of the Palestinians in Gaza. Now, this is not a conspiracy theory. Indeed, as Lazzarini put it, UNRWA became a kind of objective of this war, that the objectives of the war would not be achieved if UNRWA is not eliminated. But let's just listen to the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu himself on this. Now, the worst thing that I can say is this that many of the charges, false and unfounded, that were leveled against us in The Hague were brought by UNRWA officials. And we have discovered uh, in the last uh, few weeks that UNRWA officials were complicit in the massacre. And I think it's time that the international community and the UN itself understand that UNRWA's mission has to end. UNRWA is self-perpetuating. It is self-perpetuating also uh, in its uh, desire to keep alive the, refu the Palestinian refugee issue. Okay, so first of all, clear, they want vengeance because of the evidence presented by UNRWA, which South Africa used, about the mass slaughter and flagrant war crimes being committed by the Israeli state against the Palestinian people, a very important plank of South Africa's case alleging genocide. I'd also note UNRWA evidence also cited in the ICJ's own judgment. But Netanyahu also says UNRWA's mission has to end because of what he says is its self-perpetuating, self-perpetuating in its desire to keep alive the Palestinian refugee issue. What does he mean? Well, UNRWA was founded after the Palestinian people were driven from their homes in 1948 when Israel was founded. The agency recognises those Palestinians as refugees entitled to education and healthcare and other services until they can exercise their right to return to their land, which is enshrined by the United Nations Resolution 194. Now, as Israel sees it, the agency keeps alive a sense of the Palestinians as a people who are dispossessed by the state of Israel, pending some form of just solution. Now, Israel has a completely delusional view of all of this. They think if they abolish UNRWA, they succeed in that, then the idea of a dispossessed people will vanish. Well, of course, it won't. As Lazzarini also notes, uh, there is no alternative to UNRWA, given its capacity, understanding of the social fabric, the manpower, and even credibility. 
What would happen if the agency would disappear even beyond the current crisis, he said. Even if UNRWA disappears, the refugee status remains. Politically, these people will keep their refugee status. It will not go away because UNRWA is going. Now, indeed, a statement was signed and released by the heads of key agencies in which they said no other entity has the capacity to deliver the scale and breadth of assistance 2.2 million in Gaza urgently need. Withdrawing money from UNRWA is perilous. We appeal for these decisions to be reconsidered. That includes the heads of such agencies as the UN Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs, Christian Aid, and indeed the World Food Programme, headed by someone named Cindy McCain, who you may know as the widow of the late Republican politician John McCain. Well, here's the thing, and here's the thing. Gaza is in the midst of a humanitarian catastrophe because of an onslaught waged by Israel, which is armed and backed by those Western states who are therefore already directly complicit. That humanitarian catastrophe means, for example, that 80% of the world's hungriest people are in Gaza, that the healthcare system has been destroyed, that the vast majority of Gaza's people have been forcibly displaced, that they are deprived of necessities like fresh water, shelter, everything. And those same Western states who armed and backed Israel's onslaught attempt to strangle the main humanitarian agency dealing with the resulting humanitarian catastrophe just after the highest court on earth demanded legally, in a legally binding order, that the Palestinians have access to humanitarian assistance in order to prevent genocide. And they did so without even having seen the dossier or apparently even requesting the dossier. And in any case, the dossier doesn't have the evidence. How can you not be horrified and furious after hearing this? Israel is being correctly investigated for alleged violations of the Genocide Convention. But why are those Western states too after all of this? As Lazzarini said after the funding was throttled, a humanitarian operation on which 2 million people depend as a lifeline in Gaza is collapsing. Palestinians in Gaza did not need this additional collective punishment. This stains all of us. Indeed, collective punishment. But given the genocidal statements of Israeli leaders, officials and so on, who keep making it clear they don't want the Palestinians to remain in Gaza, you can't help but conclude that the object here is simply make Gaza inhospitable so Palestinians leave. When Israeli leaders talk about voluntary migration, which is a euphemism for ethnic cleansing, what they mean is making Gaza an intolerable place to live so that those remaining there starve and die because of lack of medical health care, that kind of thing. And then the survivors conclude in all their desperation they have no option but to flee, which will then be dressed up as a humanitarian gesture and indeed voluntary migration. Now sometimes the sheer scale of this crime I appreciate is difficult to absorb. But here's the thing. None of this is subtle, quite the reverse. It's screamingly obvious. And we all have a responsibility to speak out about a crime, which I must keep repeating, is being done in all of our names. Please like, subscribe, uh, do share the video, keep the show on the road at patreon.com forward slash listen to us on podcast, please use it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.